Hello and welcome to NDIS Know How, a podcast series that asks how can parents get the very best NDIS plan and ample funding to support their kid. This podcast is written and made by me, Melanie Dimmitt, the author of Special, and powered by HireUp, a disability support platform connecting families like mine with top-notch support workers. For this episode, I'm chatting with Stacey Toomer and Bree Penny. Both of these women have kids on the NDIS, and both of them work for a wonderful organisation called Kindred that supports families raising kids with disabilities. Stacey lives in Brisbane with her husband Mark and their three children, including Alex, who's 10 and has a rare genetic condition called Williams Syndrome. Bree lives on the south coast of New South Wales with her partner Mitch, her daughter Dylan, who's nine, and her seven-year-old son Dax, who was born with congenital cytomegalovirus, known as CMV, and has physical disability. In this conversation, we cover parent and carer well-being and the relatively unknown concept of capacity building for parents of kids on the scheme. To kick things off, I asked Bree and Stacey, why are they so passionate about supporting parents of kids with disabilities? To which Brie replies, I guess it comes back to that concept is like that self-care is giving the world the best of you instead of what's left of you. And I think for me personally, I was burnt out. I had that therapy burnout very early on um, and it was affecting our family well-being. Um, You know, my daughter was getting dropped off to family and friends every time we'd go to a therapy appointment. Um, My relationship with Mitch, you know, it was... It was going okay, but it wasn't great. So I think when we recognised that we needed to look at our family as a whole um, and try and find that balance, there was a big shift in the whole family wellbeing, but that actually reflected in Dax as well. So um, we cut back on therapy a little bit, um, and that was when we really looked at ways to build our capacity to support him, um, particularly since we've moved regionally as well. So there's a lot of travel that comes with appointments. So by looking at how we can best support him and our family, we've definitely cut back on a lot of that. And yeah, we spend more time together as a family. We do more fun things. Um, our relationships together are better. Um, Dylan and Dax's relationship is amazing at the moment. But yeah, I think as well for me, um, doing the Healthy Mothers, Healthy Families program was quite eye-opening as well. Just jumping in here to let you know that Healthy Mothers, Healthy Families is a free online program run by Kindred, designed to support and empower mothers of children with disabilities to create a healthy lifestyle for their whole family. You can find a link to this program in the show notes. It's quite eye-opening particularly when you learn about the statistics around the health of mothers. And um, I mean, I guess we all know as well the relationship breakdowns in parenting children with disability and and that rate is high. So for me, I think it was really important for us as a family to acknowledge those challenges and to put a little bit more focus on them. And and that did take a little bit of a shift away from Dax's therapy, um, but it's really helped us. Yeah, better for the whole family. I love it. Stace, I know your body was sort of falling apart at one stage. What's been your sort of parent health and well-being experience? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, I reflect back, like Alex is 10 now, and I reflect back on those early days of um, being that parent driving all over Sydney for what we thought was the best therapist. And our life revolved around that. And like Brie, just was heading for care and burnout. And we did that for about three years. And I started to have my own health issues. 
and um, you know they they were quite significant to begin with and it was something like we were seeing specialists to kind of to see what was happening and even as I was going through that like I can't tell you how many years it actually took me to follow up with my rheumatologist and it was because my reason I would say to myself was I'm so busy going to appointments and things for Alex. I just don't want another appointment. But, you know, the implication is that I wasn't in a good enough place to be able to support him. And it was the Healthy Mothers Program that actually just changed my perspective on uh, placing value on my own well-being and that concept of, um, you know, caring for yourself and the oxygen mask and that allows you to be a better parent um, to all kids, not just Alex who has a disability. Capacity building for parents of kids on the scheme is not something we talk much about in relation to the NDIS. We talk about capacity building for our children. So I asked Bree and Stacey, what does capacity building for parents mean and what can it look like? When I think of capacity building and, you know, as a um, employee, we are always building our own skills and, um, you know, undergoing professional development so we can do our jobs better. So I think, you know, whether your child has a disability or not, we often don't place the importance on building our own skills to be able to parent. Um, So Capacity building is just everything that you do that builds your own skills. So it could be parent education courses, um, you know, going along and hearing a webinar. Um, It could be a workshop. Oh, absolutely. And I think a lot of it is parent coaching as well. And it's something that didn't sit well with me in the beginning. I was kind of like, um, oh, no, I can't have a session with with myself. I've got to have that session for Dax. He needs that one hour therapy because that's going to make the difference to his whole outcome. Um, And once you realize that that one hour of therapy, it's amazing. But the best thing that I found by using those therapy sessions was to coach me because at the end of the day, it came down to what I was doing at home with Dax. When you say parent coaching, Brie, because when you're saying it, I'm thinking, well, we've gone to every one of Arlo's physio OT speech. We help with the appointments. We watch. Is parent coaching different to that? Is it just you and the therapist and like the kid isn't there or how does it work? Quite often, it'll be me going along to a session or me bringing Dax's support worker along to the session to record it with the therapist and doing particularly some of his movement. Um, But then often as well, like we're going through communication trials. So they will be sessions just with me. um, And they might be three times a week where I'm going through um, a communication device and learning how to add things into it to take things out of it. Um, I'm recording Dax. And then I'm sitting there and I'm talking through it with his speech therapist. So I think it can look like both. That's so cool. And again, we we do not talk about parent coaching. This is the first <laughs> I've heard of it. Stacey, tell me how you guys uh, or how you've done parent coaching in your family. It is exactly what you said before. It's just about being present in a therapy session. So it's just, I guess, rethinking what a therapy session is. And the objective of the therapy session is for you to learn the skills that you can take out into your everyday life. Because a therapist is there once, one hour a week, one hour a fortnight, whatever it might be, but you're the one that's there with a child the most. And therapy and parent coaching is about building your skills so that you can then support your child in your everyday life. Um, routines and you know in the everyday 
activities of family life. Um, so parent coaching has transformed the way we support Alex. And something that I love, my husband said to me a few years ago, like, I haven't seen you doing any um, therapy with Alex because I'm the one that, you know, goes on to a lot of therapy <laughs> sessions. <laughs> and I said, I actually am in everything that I do, like every conversation we have, every time we're driving the car, that's because I have been coached on how to um, build my capacity to be able to implement those therapies, the, the therapy um, strategies in our everyday life. Um, but I think when you find a therapist that does parent coaching really well, it just transforms um, the way you support your child and it doesn't feel like you're kind of having to schedule time for therapy. I, I just like well, how you said Stacey scheduled time for therapy I remember I used to actually put in my diary an hour every day where I'd have to do an hour of therapy and it didn't work Dax hated it (laughs) so again we built it in like that incidental therapy when he looked like he wanted to stand up we were able to jump under and you know put him in the right position and then it just became part of our day-to-day life like you're saying like you just incorporate it wherever you can and And it doesn't feel like therapy that's taking the lead from your child as well, which is so, it's so much better. It means that they get to decide more of like, you know, what their day looks like. Like, yes, I feel like standing up now. No, I don't feel like standing up during the allotted hour that you've given me. Yes. So, yeah. Absolutely. I think another really important part about capacity building is um, about what you do without your child. And I think, you know, you, parent education and workshops, programs, are so valuable at building your skills and I you know I think of one of Alex's goals that we've been working on for a while around um, emotional regulation and we have worked with his therapist on it but we also went along to a um, course which the objective was around emotional regulation it was tuning into kids and the strategies that I learned from that course were so helpful in helping me to understand what that is and what are the strategies that I can use in our everyday life. So while I think, um, you know, capacity building with your therapy team is so important, there is a lot you can do um, in the community with other families, parenting courses that are equally as valuable as uh, therapy sessions. You can use your capacity building funds to pay for building your own capacity as a carer. It is the therapy funding bucket, but it's something that if you you really need to consider your plan management options, because if you are self-managed or plan managed, you do have that flexibility that you can dip into that funding bucket to build your own skills. Absolutely. And I think, you know, you can absolutely justify the need for these kinds of supports coming out of the therapy bucket. What are some ways that we can get this kind of support without spending money on it are there free resources out there that you can recommend there are so many free resources out there I think families connecting with other families learning from other families experiences you know whether families are at the same stage as you or if they're further along there is just so much that we can learn from their experiences and I think connecting with families whether it's through online communities in local groups but I think families are an invaluable resource. I think it's about asking um, and just, you know, keeping your ear open. Like um, 
families are so willing to share information. It's such um, a wonderful community um, in that how much families of children with disability support each other and lift each other up and want the best outcomes for all of our children. Thank you to Brie and Stacey for this very helpful chat and also to Hire Up for supporting me in making this podcast. If you want to learn more about how to get the most out of your kids' NDIS plan, why not come along to Hire Up's Navigating the NDIS webinar series on the first Tuesday of each month. To register, check out hireup.com.au forward slash events. Thanks for tuning in to NDIS Know How and I'll catch you again soon.